0: Hey guys, it's Annika here again, and welcome to episode 5 of the Unnamed Podcast Series. Today I have with me one of the sweetest and most talented person I know, Daphne Chan, as the co-host of this episode. Because I'm currently living on the other side of the world, all the previous podcast episodes have been done using Zoom or Skype. However, this time, for Daphne's episode, we had to come up with a new way of talking with each other due to the electricity shortages caused by the California fires. But despite these technological barriers, we still managed to make it work. And I learned a lot from what we talked about, and I hope that you will too. So how have you been, Daphne?
1: I've been doing pretty well, thank you for asking. Um, I've just been at home spending a lot of time with family. I think one of the positives during this coronavirus, and especially the quarantine situation a couple months back, was definitely that um, it allowed me to spend more time with my dad because he wasn't going on that many business trips. But honestly, I don't usually go out that much anyways, so there wasn't, um, like I didn't have to do a lot of adapting or make drastic lifestyle changes to accommodate for the social distancing procedures.
0: So maybe the pandemic did bring something positive after all. All of us have been stuck at home, but at least we are surrounded by the ones we love. In fact, if coronavirus did anything remotely good, it was that it brought family, relationships, and bonds closer together in the face of adversity. And here we're witnessing firsthand the theory of resiliency. Resiliency is the dynamic mental capacity of how we bounce back from hardships and what we take away from that experience. Resiliency is something that all of us have and all of us can strengthen. To be able to cope with negative stressors is a very important takeaway. Although the theory of resilience is still being developed and thoroughly operationalized in the psychology world, one thing is for sure. As humans, we are becoming more resilient. As a society, we are becoming more resilient. And I think we should count that as a silver lining of the dark stormy clouds of quarantine. Moving on from the idiom, the focus of today's episode is around baking. Like the rest of the world stuck in the midst of the pandemic, some part of me just wanted to bake. I wanted to bake chocolate chip cookies, cinnamon rolls, and yes, I admit that I have also attempted sourdough bread like the rest of humanity. And I'm definitely not alone in my sudden passion in baking. However, this recent hobby of mine is a very surprising development because of this fact. I am not a good baker. I am infamous for burning cookies, forgetting to add baking powder into cake, and adding salt instead of sugar. To this day, I don't even know how I managed to confuse the two carefully labeled condiment containers. But let's just say that the sugar cookies turned out more like salt cookies. And, okay, okay, through these last months, my baking skills have gotten better. But the next time I hand you something I baked, please just enjoy them at your own risk. But this sparked my curiosity. Why did I suddenly want to partake in this activity? And why now, out of all the other times, I could have taken up a new hobby? With these two questions in mind, I turn to our lovely Daphne, who is a phenomenal baker and someone with a dedicated food Instagram, by the way, and listen to what she had to say.
1: I do have a cooking Instagram. It's called cooking with Daphne. Um, I used to post a lot of recipes on there and just pictures of um, food I made, but recently I've been slacking, so maybe I'll start posting more again. Um, I started that Instagram last summer because that's when I first started getting into cooking and baking. Um, yeah, I I think I started that account because I really just wanted to have a place to document the recipes for myself, somewhere I can look back to in the future if I wanted to make a certain dish um, that I previously made. And I think my favorite recipe is probably banana bread because it's something my family and I eat a lot. So we've made a lot of different changes to the recipe to make it a little better every time we make it. Um, when I bake, there's definitely times when I bake for a reason. So maybe I'm baking a cake for like a special occasion like my dad's birthday or something. Um, but other times I do bake just for the sake of baking, like as, as a pastime. Um, what motivates me to bake? I think for a lot of people, they'll probably say getting to eat whatever they bake um, is what motivates them to bake, but I don't know. I That's not the most appealing thing to me. Um, I think as excited I as I get to be able to eat what I bake, I think what motivates me to bake has to be seeing other people's reactions when they taste what I make. Or I think another thing that motivates me to bake is... Um, when I get to teach my IE how to make different Western style pastries, bread, and desserts because um, she always gets really curious and super fascinated by what I make because it's just really different from the pastries she's used to seeing. And sometimes after I bake she'll take pictures of what I made and post it onto her WeChat moments and I don't know that just makes me really happy. So I think that's what motivates me to bake.
0: Through a psychological perspective, I think that we could look at two answers to my question. One, as Daphne just mentioned, it's the feel-good emotion caused by the surge of the neurotransmitter dopamine in our brain when we give someone the end product or when we teach someone how to bake in the kitchen. In fact, the act of baking could be transformed into a venue of promoting self-mindfulness and a form of altruism. At the end of the day, it is the thought and the action that counts, more so than the end product. Second, baking reassures us that we are going to be okay and because we are working on something tangible with the beginning, middle, and end process plus an added bonus of a yummy result. It allows us to focus and just focus on measuring out cups of flour into our bowls and become less anxious in the process. I have binged all seven seasons of The Great British Bake Off on Netflix, and by simply watching the bakers work hard on their towering pavlova showstoppers with Love and The Dash of Chaos helps me unwind. For John White, the 2012 winner of the show, baking helped alleviate his symptoms of depression and helps him, quote, turn manic erratic negative energy into something constructive, end quote. For Kimberly Wilson, another former British Bake Off contestant and clinical psychologist, said that spending time baking allows her to calm down, particularly when she spent too much time online. Quote, if I spend too much time on social media with people being negative and aggressive, I'll do some nice gentle baking. I call it comfort baking. I'll spend some time in my kitchen, just mixing up some dough and everything will be okay. End quote. Other than providing a piece of solace in the form of a pastry, baking is also all about flexibility too. Want to add some brightness to your cheesecake? Add some freshly grated lemon zest. Want to add more depth to your chocolate cake? Add a teaspoon of coffee ground. The fact that you have the freedom to do whatever gives the baker mental freedom and gives them their control back. Baking also stimulates creativity too. As Donna Pincus, associate psychology professor in Boston University, told Huffington Post, quote, baking has the benefit of allowing people creative expression. There's a stress relief that people get from having some kind of outlet and a way to express themselves, end quote. The creativity and flexibility involved in baking is why Daphne chooses it as her form of relaxation.
1: Um, I'm definitely more of an on a whim baker. Sometimes I bake with my mom she tells me I stress her out because I never measure, which is true. But I think um, one of the reasons is, I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of a perfectionist. So outside of baking and cooking, I'm scared to make mistakes. And I always want things to go the way I plan for them to. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on myself. And so baking is just something I like to do to relax.
0: That is beautifully put. Now we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, Daphne and I will discuss her personal experiences with baking and mindfulness, and our take on what is now known as culinary art therapy. And we're back! Recently, with the spike in the interest of baking, more and more experts are talking about a form of therapy called culinary art therapy. It has been thought to help people alleviate symptoms of depression, anxiety, and stress, especially in the midst of a pandemic. This therapy shares the belief similar to a 2016 study published in a journal of positive psychology that suggests that people who frequently take a turn at small creative projects much like exploring how to make caramel brownies or banana bread, report feeling more relaxed and happier. Julia Ohana, a culinary arts therapist, states that it is the idea of being in the present when baking or cooking that helps make individuals more relaxed and more joyful. Ohana stresses the importance of mindfulness when baking. Pay attention to small details when you're baking. Take each step slowly and thoughtfully. The complexity of the recipe doesn't matter. It could be something as simple as making a grilled cheese sandwich. But notice how the bread sizzles when you put it in the skillet butter side down, how the cheese slowly oozes out from the sides, and hear the crispy crunch as you slice the sandwich into neat triangles with a knife. What does it smell like? How does it feel in your hands? And when you take a bite, Practice being in the simple moments and let your mind really focus on just that simple sandwich toasting on the skillet. I definitely
1: agree that baking is a way to practice mindfulness. And personally, I think baking is a really good way to de-stress because once you're baking, you're not really thinking about other things. Well, that's speaking from personal experience. For other people, baking might be stressful for them because they have to worry about measuring, but I personally don't measure. Um, And I think during the time when we had distance learning, um, online learning, I think baking was a really good way for me to take a break from staring at my computer screen, which was really nice. As for the creativity that's involved with baking, I think, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can be creative with baking. So whether that's decorating um, a cake a certain way. Or yeah, I think for me though, the creative process is coming up with different recipes through trial and error. So for instance, if I want to make a certain dish, I might just throw together some ingredients and if it doesn't work out, I'll make changes next time. I think culinary therapy sounds really interesting and for sure, cooking is a way that can help alleviate stress and deal with anxiety and negative emotions. But like I said before, I don't think it would be for everyone. So cooking is just like any other hobby, right? Some people might like it and others don't. There's people who hate cooking, maybe because of the cleanup process or the fact that it just takes a lot of time and patience. Um, So yeah, I guess the point is cooking is like any other hobby. Some people like it, others don't. And just doing what you enjoy can be a form of therapy. So culinary therapy is definitely not for everyone, but it could work for some people. Because, um, like other hobbies, if you enjoy cooking, you'll be really invested in it and engaged in what you're doing. So while you're doing that, your mind won't wander to um, think about other things that worry you or different negative emotions that you might be feeling. So yeah, cooking could be a form of therapy for some
0: people. Daphne does mention a good point that baking and cooking may not be for everyone. What is important is to rather discover a hobby, a passion, and to just love being able to do it. Whether we want to call it quote-unquote therapy, it is really just a much-needed break from demands or stressors that we have. School is going to start pretty soon for us, and I just want to remind our listeners the importance of finding your method of unwinding. For some, it may be baking or cooking. For others, it could be reading a book, or listening to music or podcasts, or going for a run. As long as it is something that you are fully invested in when you're doing it, and something you have genuine passion in, that is your personal form of therapy. And that is all we have for today. A huge shout out to Daphne for her thoughtful answers and her flexibility. And as always, I'm super grateful for all of you who chose to listen to me talk today. Until next time.